ready, Steve? You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Borg. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Boy, sometimes in life there's just too many buttons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Wednesday, 8th day of December, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions, You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It's also the way that you have access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast after the fact, uh, this is primarily a video experience and so by following the instructions I just gave you, you'll catch the next live show. But if you're listening via your favorite podcast player right now, maybe Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever fine pods are cast, you can hit pause on your podcast player and point your browser to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live each and every day on our YouTube channel, we also archive every daily show, and currently there are over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived there for your educational and viewing pleasure. So with that, we'll open up with a word of prayer, as we do. First, I want to talk to you for just a moment about this thing called Christmas. Is it starting to feel like a wolf breathing down the back of your neck? It's getting closer. It's getting closer. You feel the stress of it all. Matthew 11:28 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And here we are, all stressed out, just days 
before Christmas. And if you found yourself struggling with the stress of making it all happen, of making Christmas ultra special, magical, perfect in every way, pause. Take a deep breath. It's okay. And it's not all up to us. We may start to carry that pressure, especially during these holiday weeks, though often unintentionally. We long to make wonderful and lasting memories for our kids. We want to have the best Christmas ever. We want everyone to be happy and just get along. There's this pressure all around to see what others are doing or to buy more or to busy ourselves more. And we somehow step right into that crazy cycle of spinning and spinning and spinning. And here it is, the most wonderful time of the year. And yet it leaves many feeling defeated, depleted, and completely overwhelmed. But we don't have to stay stuck there. We can move forward out of that trap and let go of all the striving. So whether or not the shopping got finished or the Christmas cards were sent on time or the lights were ever even hung this year, it really doesn't matter. Because real life doesn't usually look like a Norman Rockwell painting. It just looks like us. Ordinary. Kind of messy. Not quite polished and maybe even a few steps behind. But Jesus came for us. Common, real, ordinary people. He chose to enter the world through young Mary a simple, ordinary, unknown to others. His earthly father was Joseph, a quiet, honest, hardworking man who didn't have a lot of money. The first announcement of his birth came to shepherds in the fields. Real, simple, ordinary, maybe even kind of smelly, night shift workers. He's the one who brought the special to Christmas one night many years ago a miracle wrapped up in a tiny baby so remember it's all about him and still today that truth remains the same in whatever we get done and whatever we don't through the holiday madness or the simple moments that often mean the most Jesus came offering peace giving grace, bringing hope. It's what matters most at Christmas and all the year through. He's the only one who makes it amazing and special. So pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus, the one who alone can save us and give us lasting joy. Thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you that you promise to give the worried, the hurried, the pressured, and the stressed out rest and peace for our souls. If we'll just come before you. Thank you for your reminder that we don't have to carry it all ourselves. Forgive us for the times that we try to do exactly that. For not taking time 
to rest and spend in your presence. Thank you for the refreshing that comes from your spirit, filling us again with joy, covering us with a shield of favor and blessing, leading us forward with hope. Equip us to be those who notice the lonely, the hurting. Help us to slow down, to take time, to point others to you, and to remember most of all what this season is really all about. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right. Well, happy Wednesday, guys. Hope it's a happy Wednesday for you, whoever you are and wherever you are. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets or the indices we'll start out with. Here in the U.S., the Dow is down 50 points. The NASDAQ is up 37. S&P 500 is basically flatlining. And the Russell 2000 is up 22 points, which is almost 1%. And the commodity basket, crude oil, we had inventories today, up 69, make that up 73 cents, trading 72.78 last. That's a gain of 1%. Gold down 90 cents, trading 17.83.80 last. Silver down 7 cents, trading 22.41 last. In the Asian markets at the close, the Nikkei posted a gain of 405 points. That's 1.5%. The Shanghai rose 42 points, which is a little over 1%. And the Hang Seng added 13. And in the European markets, it's a color of a different day. The FTSE dropped 2.5 points. The DAX fell 126 points, which is almost 1%. And the CAC fell 50 which is three quarters of 1%. So that gives us a green day in Asia. It was a red day in the UK. And because of the Dow, uh, it is a mixed radio Wednesday here in the US of A. We like to see all four of the major indices on the same side of the street. They can be red or they can be green as futures traders, it doesn't matter which way the market moves up or down as long as it's moving. But when there's division in the ranks, like right now, the Dow's red, the S&P just went red, but the NASDAQ and the Russell are still in the green. So be careful out there. Now we'll pass it to Michael and get a recap of what happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back. We'll take a look at the Logic 247 alerts, the concierge trade alerts, at any point during the broadcast, if you have a question, just type it into the question box. We're always happy to answer your questions, and nobody sees what you type but us. Michael, it's all yours. Okay, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Wednesday, the 8th day of December 2021. Um, today, well, first... If you have not taken a free trial, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. On this page, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge so we can tell the one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. 
you must click on that confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you gotta make sure you click on that link. Okay. Okay. Recaps. Now I knew we weren't gonna be able to maintain that average all month, but that's okay. We still had a pretty good day. Um, if you're gonna read the spreadsheet, you have to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the eighth day of December 2021. May 24 ticks in crude, 18 ticks in gold, and 36 ticks on the ES. Plus, plus 870 on the morning session. Today took seven minutes and five trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 24 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $5,910 a contract. That's over six trading days, averaging $985 per contract per two-hour trading day. Let's see, I gotta have like a $1,200, $1,300 day tomorrow to get that back over 1000 Anyway, um, on the year, we've gotten our goal for the day at 232 out of 235 possible days. And that puts us at $137,985 a contract. That's over 235 trading days, averaging 587 per contract per two hour trading day. That's a huge number on the year, $587 per contract per two hour trading day. Now, if you were to quit trading when you got the goal for the day and you added one contract per month, you now would have worked almost 62 hours this year. That's like, a regular work week for some people. Week, that's work week, not a work year. Um, and you would have uh, you would have averaged around two thousand eight hundred ninety four dollars per hour. Okay, let's get into what happened. Now, all right, I'm going to start out with gold because that's where we had the fewest trades, and it was really the most complicated to trade today. Um, it looks like it's trying to get up here to the BBC. That's why I was saying before the break, if you get any long opportunities on gold, you know, to look for them. Um, there really wasn't much. There was one right here during the break. But during the morning session, there were a couple. Um, our first one on gold was right here. We picked up 10 ticks on that. The next one was here. We picked up four to give us 14. And then over here, I don't think I added that in. I forget what I got on that. I think it was 11. Um, 84.4. Oh, I don't remember what I got on that. Well, I didn't add it in. Whatever it was, I got that. And then this one over here, we got four more to put us at plus 18. But I think we're actually, that would have actually probably gotten us to the $1,000 mark. I'm going to have to go back and look and see what that actually was. Um. Anyway, we, we, um, we didn't uh, have anything else in here that we could trade. In the last last hour, we had this one right here that we missed, and I was talking about this one. Um, not really having a strong trend, but being you know, the perfect trade setup because it was, except for the trend part, we had a bounce off the BBC. The MA1's blue and going right up steep. A nice separation, the cycle's blue. That was a nice trade to get into if you could have gotten into it. We didn't. Uh, there was a follow-up right here that just happened uh, at the top of the hour. But I'm going to have to check on that. What time was that? 10 o'clock. Okay. I'll have to go back and check the records and see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that right now while all this is going on. But um, crude oil, let's see. Complete orders. Um, on the crude oil, that's sort of my symbol. Uh, I'm sorry, back here on the crude. Um, we didn't have, we had the most trades on the ES today. So on the crude, we started out here. Now I was 
thinking crude was going to be a mess today getting inside this triangle here that it was in and it was and what i was looking for on that last candle was a close up outside the triangle which we got and then on the candle after that during the break a close up above that one which we got and then we had the woo area that i drew in there that we filled during the break to the tick we got up to the top of it and it pulled back to the middle and now it's pulling up it's pushing up off of that now if you look back here from yesterday this line right here that we drew yesterday is coming into play again right now okay and above that there's another woo spot all the way up to there all right so that's what we're dealing with on the larger time frame on the smaller time frame we started out with a break even followed with a break even then we got into this junk right here where we need to get out of it we got over here still no trades and now we're getting you know we're getting pretty far into the morning session here with no trades on crude and that was because we were in this this garbage right here so i was really hesitant to trade true to trade crude this morning until we got out of that okay and still we, until we started to get out of that and then we we're over here when we did so our first trade on crude was right here we picked up 12 ticks on that and then five ticks put us at 17. then um, it looks like we picked up six ticks to get us to 23, then a break even. Or I guess that was a plus one tick to get us to 24. And then we had a couple of break even trades in here. Um, at the end of the session, I would say look for long trades on crude and look for crude to. We wanted this bar to close exactly where it did. Um, and we wanted the next bar to get up to the top of the woo spot, which it did. So I was saying look for the next one to get up to 72. I think I said actually all the way up here it's 73 something but maybe 7282 um surprised I didn't draw a line in there somewhere but I said it was going into the woo spot and you can see that was a big move we didn't have a trade set up for it then it got choppy in here there was a long you could have taken right in here and then it tried to give a short right in here it would have been messy probably break even maybe a stop out um it went back long right in here for a little bit of a mess but it went to the top of the woo spot and it was retracing out of the woo spot and it gave a short right in here for this leg down that was crude um the es is where we had the majority of the trades today um hang on okay the es is okay i just found that trade on gold um we bought at 1784.5 and we sold at 1785.4 it looks like um, i'll have to go and check that to make sure that those numbers are right 1784 point yep right yeah 1784.5 1785.4 right so i got nine ticks on that that i didn't count um all right so back here to the es now Um, yeah, here, I'll show you this a little bit, 1784.5, Here, there it is, <laughs> bought and sold. Um, all right, so the ES now this morning. Let's bump this over here and hit that. Bring 
that up. Now the ES is where we have the majority of the trades. Um, we got our goal for the day on the ES, I believe. Now we got our goal for the day. Yeah. The ES is where we got our goal for the day. Let me scroll all the way back here because we got it twice. Now we started out, I saw this from across the room, but my DOMs weren't set up and I ended up missing both of these, all three of these, which would have gotten us our goal very early on. But then I had a couple of break-even trades that I ended up getting in. Um, I didn't get into this one. I got a break-even on that one. I got a break-even on that one. Then I picked up only eight ticks on this. Now I should have gotten more than eight ticks, but this is where I ended up getting the goal for the day. So I picked up eight on that one and eight on the next one to get me eight plus 16. And it got kind of choppy. I had a break even right through here. It looks like there was a bounce off the BBC right in here, but yeah, it could have done that. It would have actually been right here. It would have been the bounce off the BBC. Um, I had a break even there and another break even here. And over here, it looks like I picked up four more ticks to get me to plus 20. Then it got kind of choppy and I stayed out and waited and waited and missed a trade there. Um, I was drawn in the areas here that I thought it was going to get to. Now, right in here off, we had everything but the trend going for this one right here. Um, we had, um, I think Bill said he sold this. It was a huge number up here at uh, 4690, like 600 on the 4690 number. And he sold it and, and he wrote it down to like right here. He didn't get the whole thing out of it. But we ended up with a break even there. And I think we got four more ticks down here. I think that got us to plus 24. The next one over here, we picked up six, I think eight to get us to plus 32. Then I stopped up, went back to 24. Then I had a break even. Then um, plus 12 right there to get me to plus 36. And right here, um, we had another break even. I believe that's where we ended the morning session. And as I left the morning session, I said, it was right up about here when I said it. I said, look for shorting opportunities on the ES and look for long opportunities on gold and on crude oil during the break. Now, we really didn't get many here on the ES. It was one right here and it turned around and it ended up, we didn't really have a trend, so you couldn't do anything with that, but you could go long right there. Then just got really choppy and it gave another short right in here. Yeah, it would have been right here off the BBC and nothing right here. But the reason I was saying look for shorting opportunities was because I thought it was going to fail off the MA1 right here. I thought it was going to get up to the MA1 and fail off of that and get down to the midpoint of this bar right here. And so it's gotten to the midpoint of that bar now. So now it's anybody's guess where it's going to go. It should go down to the bottom of the Wu area right here, but it could go up to the BBC. I think it's going to go to the Wu area. We'll see. Um, yeah, so on the... On the gold, I'm going to put that nine ticks in because I really want to do my best to maintain that average. Um, I did show you the nine ticks, so I did actually get those nine on the gold. Um, so it was not 18, it was 27 ticks there on gold. That puts us at 960, just a little closer to maintaining that $1,000 day average. Now, again, if you're going to read, um, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 8th day of December 2021. Um, I made 24 ticks in crude, 27 ticks in gold, and 36 ticks on the ES. Today it took 7 minutes and 5 trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 24 trades. So on the month now, we're at an even $6,000, and we are maintaining that 
earning even $6,000 over six days, averaging $1,000 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now, I didn't just make that up. I showed you the I showed you the results in the DOM. Okay, so you guys saw all of that. I'm not the DOM. I showed you the results from my uh, from my thing, from my report. But anyway, that puts us at $138,075. It's over 235 trading days, averaging $587 per contract per two-hour trading. I believe that's still on my little clipboard thing, right? No, it's not. I thought it was. I always put it back on. Um, here it was, right here. Um, yeah, it was this one. Right here. You can see the time and everything on it. Okay, this was gold. Um, I think I, I captured the wrong ones, but it was right in that the general time spot, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're averaging over 235 days. We're averaging $587 per contract per two hour trading day. Um, on the year, if you were to quit trading when you got your goal for the day and you added one contract per month, you now be trading 12 contracts and you would have worked a total of almost 62 hours, and you would have averaged uh, around $2,894 an hour on the year. Okay, $2,984 an hour. Now, let me go and find that thing. Oh, that's where it was, right there. Okay, so I grabbed the wrong, the wrong part of it. Hang on, let me do it again for you. This is important to me. <laughs> as you can tell. Okay, here it is. So we bought here at 84.5 and sold there. 85.4, so that's 10 ticks, not nine ticks. Um, that was the deal. And that was what we did right here in gold. This one that I forgot to add in right there. Okay, so I guess it was 10 ticks, not nine ticks. But anyway, that's all that. Now, if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us, go here to eminitrainingschool.com. And on this page, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell, tell us the biggest trading challenge so we can tailor one on training just for you. And I really do do that every day. I do this with people. Hit the send button to be sent to confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you can make sure you click on that link. All right? All right, that's it, guys. With that, we can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona. It's Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. I am ready. Ready for the recap of the recap. Uh, today, it took seven minutes and five trades to get to $100 per contract. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we'll go to the Logic 247 alerts and the concierge alerts here in just a few minutes. Uh, Logic alerts went great. Uh, the concierge alerts, uh, if you missed yesterday's show, we had several CTAs that ran more than $1,000 per contract traded. But the indices, S&P, was just kind of flat overnight. So, But we'll get to the charts in a minute. But I got a couple headlines 
I want to share. Uh, one's interesting, the other one's a little bit freaky. Uh, Amazon Web Services suffered a major outage yesterday. Amazon's web hosting subsidiary, AWS, went down yesterday and took popular services like Netflix, Tinder, and Roku down with it. Now, about 70% of all web traffic passes through an Amazon web server at some point. Now, this was one of the largest disruptions in the company's history. An internal AWS analysis points to a sudden increase in traffic as the culprit. It knocked out ring doorbells, baby monitors, and Alexa products offline, and people weren't thrilled. It affected Amazon's delivery operation, shutting down the software that dictates which packages go in what van. And the routing software went offline. West Coast drivers were unable to start deliveries, and many were sent home by 1 p.m. Pacific time. One day off has the potential to create an epic logjam just 18 days before Christmas. In other news, uh, we'll go to the creepy one. Hang on. Safety app Life360. Some of you may be using this app. Okay. Parents, it's popular with parents who want to see their kids' location. Well, turns out Life360 is selling data to dozens of brokers without certain privacy precautions. So not only do you know where your child is, so do they, whoever they are, and they are whoever bought that data, live real-time data from Life360. And in more pretty creepy news, this is the last headline. Elon Musk said Neuralink hopes to start implanting brain chips in humans in 2022. Neuralink is Musk's brain interface technology company, will first give the chips to people with severe spinal cord injuries. Interesting. Hmm. Boy, if only Mike Reed had lived to see that. But I'm thinking the other part of this brain implant chip thing, uh, I find that somewhat unsettling. That along with the 5G, that along with the shots they want you to take, who uh, supposedly has some things in there that have nothing to do with medicine. Uh, I find it a little bit disturbing. But hey, that's just me. So, Logic 247, that's our 24-7 around-the-clock e-mini alert service. We're in week 175. The channel opens for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, remains open till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the global markets close. Unlike Wall Street, which operates from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, the Globex futures markets, the markets that we trade, open Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern and stay open till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern with a one-hour break each day from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. So tonight at 6 p 5 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday ends. At 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, Thursday begins. 
So far this week, since Sunday night at 6 p.m., we've issued a total of 42 alerts, four never triggered, still waiting on the outcome of one. So we've had 37 actionable alerts, of which two or 5% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible based on market structure and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Now, along with Logic 247, we still have our original alert service, the Concierge Trade Alerts, and the format is different. These don't come out around the clock 24-7. This is a static report published shortly after the Globex open, and it serves as forward guidance for the entire session. So once the report is posted in the Telegram channel, you should make note of the current price of whatever markets you're going to be trading during the session. S&P is an example. You draw a line in the sand at 47.01 and a line in the sand at 46.39. If after this report is posted, price starts trending up towards 47.01, that's when our strategy will look for opportunities to be long the market. And that's where you will use logic and everything you learn in the live training room to find opportunities to be long the market. If on the other hand, Price starts trending down towards 46.39, that's bearish. So our strategy will look for opportunities to be short the market. And that's where you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to find opportunities yourself to be short the market. So if you want to grab a screenshot, we're getting ready to go to the charts. Five, four, three, two, one. And again, not nearly as impressive as yesterday's results, but that's just simply the state of the market. So, and we have no control over that. <clears throat> now on the show yesterday, we drew this in as potential resistance for the market. We drew this in as potential resistance for the market. We rallied into the close and this little window of opportunity that I drew on the show yesterday, you can see it perfectly filled. And then we got rejected at the high of November 26th. We were looking for rejection there or the high of November 25th because above that resistance right there, then there's nothing in the way of us challenging the all-time historic high in the S&P 500 E-mini futures. So obviously resistance for today is the high of the session support is the low of the session now this support level that i drew in okay it was resistance on the way up but coming back down it becomes support the high of november 29th and the high of december 1st nope november 30th the 29th and the 30th right now those are acting as support so we hit resistance, we came down to support, we bounced, okay? And we're just kind of hanging right here in no man's land. How we close today is super important. If we can close above this high, then it's all about a rally to the all-time high. If, however, 
we close below this important support level, then that means a move down to the BBC. Now the pullback to the BBC holds more often than it doesn't. If this, if price does drop and if the BBC fails to hold, then we could quite possibly and quite probably revisit the 38% Fib retracement, the 50% Fib where we bounced twice, and then below that we have a window of opportunity down to the 62% Fib, and then where the bullish cross took place right here, about 44.05, that would be major support and we would expect a very nice bounce. Okay, so that's the daily perspective. Let's jump to the 30-minute chart. Okay, drew in a window of opportunity this morning. or I think I drew it in yesterday afternoon. I'm not sure. You can check in the discussion group channel and see when I first posted it. We made it about three-quarters of the way through the window. And now the market has pulled back up on this 30-minute chart. And the vertical line separates today. Wednesday from yesterday, Tuesday, okay? So this was drawn in uh, yesterday, might have been yesterday evening. Oh, I think I was showing a counter trend trade in the discussion group. I said I can't put it out as an alert, but I will show it to you guys. And sure enough, it did come down, hit the BBC, the pullback held, it holds more often than it doesn't. And then it sent us up to the long CTA where it ran into trouble. 4701 was the CTA. The first trigger took us up to 4704 and a half. So that's three and a half points, not bad. Price then got back below the trigger, triggered again. This time it took us up to, okay, they can't both be 47, that's 4704.50. Okay, so we had two back-to-back three-and-a-half-point trades. Then we got back below the trigger, triggered again. This time we ran to 47.06. That's five points at $50 a point, $250 per contract traded. Price managed to get back above the BBC after this little downside head fake and ran up to 47.12. That's 11 points at $50 a point. It's $550 per contract traded, okay? And what happened here, okay, as price pulled back, we entered into this area. And I would have to go to a smaller time frame to determine if we dipped before the run-up. And I'm not going to hold you up going to check that out. Uh, if it was a good trade, if you took it, excellent. But we had one, two, three very nice long trades. And then whether or not you traded this one would be sort of a personal preference. Uh, or actually, this one was fine. This one here, I'd have to go to smaller time frames to look at. So what's happening right now is we got three quarters of the way through this window of opportunity again. Originally, it was just for this counter trend trade, but once price actually got below the BBC, then it became a trend trade. So price is pulling up to the BBC right now. We expect that to be 
good resistance until proven otherwise. And if it holds as good resistance, then we could get a leg to the downside. And the final trade to target there would be the weekly trading zone at 4651-52. If price manages to trade up through the 30-minute BBC, watch for resistance here, but then be ready for the trigger at 47.01. And if we trigger long on that CTA again, be prepared for resistance 47.08, so that's a potential seven points. But it all hinges on what happens when price hits the BBC. Does the pullback hold or not? It holds more often than it doesn't. Okay. All right, moving on to the Dow. <clears throat> the long CTA is 35.860. Short side obviously hasn't triggered as of yet. From 860, we put in a high at 926. So that's 66 points at $5 a point. It's a little over $300 per contract traded. And then we got back below the trigger and triggered again. This time, we ran to 9.17, so that's 57 points at $5 a point. That's if you got out at the exact swing high, which we all know it's pretty hard to do because you don't know it's a swing high or swing low until after the fact. So on this move down to the VVC, we held slightly. We bounced up to the weekly trading zone where we found resistance. When we approach a zone from below, we expect it to be good resistance until proven otherwise. The most likely thing to happen at a weekly zone is consolidation. Second most likely thing is rejection. Third and least likely is the slice. Now, this is an example of a slice. It did what it's supposed to do. It returned to the zone it sliced through but it failed to continue in the direction of the slice. That's your first indication that there's weakness in the market. And the fact that price is below the BBC on the Dow, again, weakness in the market. <coughs> um, so I shared a window of opportunity with somebody. I forget who it was. I forget what the numbers were. But I hope, oh, it was Val. hope it worked out, Val. Not sure if it did. But anyway, moving right along. Um, if price pulls up to the BBC again, we expect it to be good resistance and to give us another leg to the downside, possibly leading us to trigger the short CTA. Okay. This is just some sort of sideways consolidation. Uh, we need to make a break one way or the other, okay? On the Russell, no trigger on the short side, triggered on the long side. The trigger was 76. We put a swing high at 79.80. So that's three 
It's almost four points. The Russell pays $50 a point. Then we got back below the trigger on this candle and we rallied again up to 79.9. So that's one tick short of four points at $50 a point, $200 per contract traded. And then we triggered again. This time we put in a high at 78.9. So that's 2.9 points at $50 a point. Now, see how the zone held a support? Support, support, support. The weekly trading zones, we've published them since December 14th of 2009 for our members. That's over a decade. So we have a decade's worth of data understanding how price behaves around a weekly trading zone. The zones are published for our members every Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. So they have, our members have plenty of time to get them on their charts before Wall Street even wakes up for the week. Once the zones are published, they're carved in stone for the entire week. They don't change. We don't massage them. We don't manipulate them. We don't make any excuses for them. They stand as published for the entire week. Next is the NQ. And the long trigger on the NQ. You notice we've got bearish crosses on all the indices. Will that lead to lower prices? Well, we're going to find out. Okay, this number was 16385. Okay. So, uh, we made a run up to 417. So that's about 30 points at $20 a point. $600 per contract traded. Then price got back below the trigger. Here, it triggered again, but not all triggers are created equal. See, on this trigger, you got red and falling. And even though it did make for a profitable trade, if you took it, the guideline says you wouldn't take it because you don't want to trade into the face of resistance. Blue and climbing is bullish or support. Red and falling is bearish or resistance. And you can see how red and falling has walked us right down to where we are now. Price is trapped between the zone, the BBC, with support. This red and falling, which I just said was resistance. Once it gets directly below price, it can then actually become support. So the window of opportunity that I would suggest is like this. Oh, something like 283 down to 263. That's 20 points, $20 a point. That could be a $400 per contract window of opportunity. Now, price is at resistance times two. When price rises to a weekly zone, we expect it to be resistance until proven otherwise. When price rises to the BBC, we expect it to be resistance until proven otherwise. So this is resistance times two. If the resistance holds, then we get a down leg and an opportunity to trade this window of opportunity. Now, this swing low here is very important. 
because if you trigger and get that window of opportunity, you should look at taking profit here. And if you are a man of much courage, you might wait to this low. But either these lows or this low should act as support. Unless there's a lot of momentum. So if you trade this window of opportunity and take profit before you get short again, let price clear that swing low down to that swing low. That gives you a real big window of opportunity. That looks a little something like that. Now, if we take out that swing low, that's when we'll then trigger the short CTA. Okay. You see, we don't know what's going to happen next. Nobody does. We don't have crystal balls. I know a lot of websites and emails you get say that, oh, they can give you tomorrow's headlines today. Okay, that's great advertising copy, but it's a lie. God did not give man the ability to know the future or change the past. And those two things are inextricably linked for eternity. Now, since the truth is you can't know what's going to happen next, you can know what the next high probability move is. And I just explained the next high probability move here is a candle to the downside. Why? Because we've just ran up to resistance times two. When you become a CFRN passport holder, you'll learn how to look at a 30 minute chart and within 20 seconds, you'll know what the next high probability move is. You'll know where the trade to target is. You'll know what obstacles are in your path. Like on a long trade, you'll know where potential resistance is. On a short trade, you'll know where potential support is. Like I just showed you here, there's potential support at these lows. And then there's a potential support here. And then you got this nice big window of opportunity down to this low. This is all stuff we teach you that you're probably not going to learn anywhere else. So if you have an interest in becoming a member of the family, we do have Christmas specials going. Just visit eminifuturestrading.com to get your passport. It is lifetime. It never expires. Now, the special pricing, I don't believe, is on that website. So call Valerie at 949-42-EMANY. Or send an email to support at cfrn.net. Whether you click this link and take action is important because you're going to end up either being in this group or this group. I wish I could promise you that a passport would put you in this group, but I can't because that would be a lie. I don't know what you're going to do with our rules, with our indicators. Are you going to follow them? Are you going to mess with them, manipulate them? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I do know if you have a passport, at least you have a shot at becoming one out of 10. Futures Magazine published this article way back in 2006. 2006. Yep. And they gave all those statistics, but they didn't give the reason why. So I said, I'm going to find out why. Why would 90% of people trying to do anything fail? Well, I connected the dots pretty quick. People were trying to learn from grumpy moderators in Trump trading rooms or from reading books or from watching videos. 
And I have nothing against books or videos. I'm not fond of grumpy moderators, but the bottom line is people did not have a living, breathing teacher putting on, taking off trades live in real time, explaining every move they make, every trade they take, and answering questions as they do it. That's what we offer. Every trading day, two hours, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Your lifetime passport also comes with unlimited one-on-one mentoring. You will learn our proprietary methodology and strategy, which you can apply to not only futures, but stocks, options. You'll own our indicator set for life. You'll receive the Logic 247 alerts around the clock. And of course, you'll have access to the CTAs, all that and much more once you become a lifetime passport holder. All right, we've talked about the S&P, the Dow, the Russell, the NQ. Let's take a look at crude oil. All right, crude oil looks like we had some two-sided action. And remember the vertical line separates today from yesterday. Okay, on the short side, we, we got rejected here on the first move up. And then we got rejected on the first move down. Then we finally triggered 71.25. We dropped to 70.91. So that's 25 and nice, $340 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. We triggered on the long side. On the long side, we traveled up to 7257 That's $370 per contract traded. That's when price came down, triggered on the short side, then turned right around and ran up and triggered on the long side and put in a high at $72.79. Okay, that's $590 per contract traded. And we got back below the trigger, triggered again, okay. The high is 72.48, so that's $280 per contract traded. Price got back below the trigger, triggered again, took us up to a high at $73. That's $800 per contract traded. That's what the market made available. Now, this resistance, the reason the market stopped where it stopped, goes all the way back to here. And the next resistance is up here. Okay, now this happened on November 29th. Here we are on December 7th and now December 8th. What was once resistance will remain resistance until broken and held on a pullback. Okay, we broke the resistance out. Actually, we did not take out that swing. Well, we, I mean, it's so close, right? But the idea is it didn't hold on the pullback. If it had held on the pullback right in this area, 
then we could have traded this window of opportunity which I'll now slide over to here and I'll go ahead and extend this next area of resistance over to here now there are going to be people out there that are going to tell you you can't trade support and resistance anymore that's horse and buggy this is the new world we got algorithms and all kinds of stuff okay let me tell you this is the truth about trading I don't care if you're looking at a one-minute chart of gold or a monthly chart of the S&P. Price trades from support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, over and over, again and again, in a never-ending cycle. And as we mentioned earlier, the weekly trading zones, those provide you with fixed support and resistance good for the entire week, okay? Once they're published, they do not change so we've covered the triggers on the short side the triggers on the long side remember once an alert triggers whether it's a logic alert or a concierge trade alert there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times once twice three times four times it's not an anomaly some days we see five, six, seven triggers, okay? Why is that? Important prices and important areas are almost always tested. Tim, if you're listening in live, I'll respond to your message uh, when I'm done with the show. <clears throat> okay, so we covered the S&P, the Dow, the Russell, the NQ, crude oil. Got two more markets gold the long CTA for gold was 1793 and we put in a swing high at 94.30 so the market made $130 per contract available and we've had no trigger yet on the short side okay See how price just consolidated, consolidated. It made an attempt to run higher and quickly failed. I mean, it provided a profitable opportunity. Now we've got that bearish cross, just like we do on the indices. Price has pulled up to the BBC. We expect that to be resistance. We expect that to give us a leg to the downside. That's the next high probability move. If buyers of gold are truly committed, then the next area of resistance overhead before you get to the zone would be that bearish cross right there. Also, on a down move, there's the potential for support right there at blue and climbing. So really, the window of opportunity is below the step line, down to blue and climbing, if that's the direction the market heads. If we close above the BBC, then you can trade along up to this resistance area, okay? And if we get below blue and climbing, then of course, there's potential support at these lows, which would give you, and that's a weekly, the weekly trading zone is 79 slash 80, and so price actually came right down to the zone 
I used to always use two lines, but I decided that I could keep my chart a little bit cleaner if I just use one line. But I want to make sure that everybody understands that there's two numbers. So let me make this the upper number. See, price came right down to the tick and touched the zone. And when price touches the zone, when it drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support until proven otherwise. Price, this is a, a great example of rejection. Okay, This is consolidation. This is rejection. Rejection means price touched the weekly zone, but by the time the 30-minute candle closed, the only thing left touching the zone was the wick. Okay, So, we're at the BVC. It's decision-making time. Who's more committed, buyers or sellers? If sellers are more committed, we'll see a leg to the downside. If buyers are more committed, we'll see a move up to this resistance area. And if they're really committed, a move on up to the weekly trading zone. And the last market, silver. Silver kind of been asleep at the wheel for a while. Okay. We came right up to the trigger at 2257 and got rejected. Came back down to the weekly zone where we've been consolidating for hours. Okay. We're at the BBC. We've got blue and climbing right below us. So if price closes above the BBC, then a window of opportunity that you could trade would be from this bearish cross. You got to get above this, and then you probably want to get out before that. That doesn't look like a lot. Uh, 2248 to 2250, it's two pennies. Let me break that down. When silver moves a dollar, if you're trading futures, that's worth five grand. If price goes from 22 to $23, a $1 move or 100 pennies equals five grand. So a two penny move, 100 bucks. Okay. That brings us all the way around the world. Back to the daily chart where price is just below the 24% Fibonacci price extension. It's below this window of opportunity. It bounced off this support area. Yesterday, we identified it as potential resistance. Now, it's potential support. Price has bounced off of it quite nicely. On the 30-minute chart, that's what that bounce looks like. Whenever we're near all-time historic highs, the institutions get a little bit nervous. Okay, If the market's going to fall, they want to be a part of it. But a lot of year-end bonuses ride on this market, closing somewhere near the high of the year. So <clears throat> for that reason and that reason alone, you got to be cautious on the short side. But there will be plenty of short trades, short opportunities, intraday, you know, right on up through Christmas and beyond. See, we, that candle started to print just a little bit of red. But we need to see it take out these lows before we get interested. 
something like oh 46.77 down to 46.75 that'd be a nice little two-point window of opportunity there and so with that we're going to go to our good word for the day if you have a question you can put it in the chat box be happy to answer it for you all right last few days we've been talking about our thoughts on giving as you know the season approaches christmas boxes and bows and all that jazz today now i know that a lot of you aren't parents but grandparents some of you are even great-grandparents doesn't matter a child is a child so today i want to talk about the child that needs you the most Luke 15 20 and he arose and came to his father but when he was still a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him good parents try to love all their children equally but it's the child who needs us most that becomes the special object of our love. Author and humorist Irma Bombeck once wrote this, every mother has a favorite child. She cannot help it. She's only human. I have mine, the child for whom I feel a special closeness, with whom I share a love that no one else could possibly understand. Now, this is Irma Bombeck writing. My favorite child was the one who was too sick to eat ice cream at his birthday party, who had measles at Christmas, who wore leg braces to bed because he towed in, who had a fever in the middle of the night, the asthma attack, the child in my arms at the emergency ward. My favorite child is the one who messed up the piano recital misspelled committee in a spelling bee, ran the wrong way with the football, and had his bike stolen because he was careless. My favorite child was selfish, immature, bad-tempered, and self-centered. He was vulnerable, lonely, unsure of what he was doing in this world, and yet quite wonderful. All others have their favorite child. It is always the same one, the one who needs you at the moment. The one who needs you for whatever reason, to cling to, to shout at, to hurt, to hug, to flatter, to unload on. Your job is mostly just to be there for them. Or as Jesus said about the prodigal son, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you 
at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decisions.